here on August 19th, August 1, 9, 2015, and I'm sure all of you know by now that there was a huge article about Amazon in the New York Times this week. It said that they treat their employees very badly, very, very badly, and with all the talk we hear now about employment branding, I had to wonder how this would affect their recruiters. At first, I kind of liked what I read. You know, people are encouraged to air their ideas, to speak their minds. They don't have to worry about disagreeing with their managers in public. You're free to do that. But then there was an endless parade of horror stories. And for instance, I'll give you a few. You're allowed to send reports to someone else's manager about him or her. And, you know, I like open communication, so it kind of turned me on. But then I remembered reading a story about Czechoslovakia in the 1950s by Milan Kundera. He's an author. You might have heard of him. I don't know. But anyway, in those days, you were you were encouraged to report on people, and it didn't go too well. And if I remember correctly, there was a kid named Pavel, Pavel in Russia, Soviet Russia, who became famous for, for snitching on his dad. <laughs> now, you don't want to work in a place like that where everyone's going to snitch on you. You're going to get into trouble. Anyway, the article also claimed, un it's unbelievable, that managers use this method to get other managers fired so they can steal their staff. I, I can't believe it, but that's what it said. And in the article, it seemed as if everybody had to work uh, 80 or 100 hours a week. And if they didn't, they were accused of slacking. And the employees are encouraged to admit their own mistakes as well. Again, I like that. But when you're always in danger of, be of being tagged as a, a slacker, it reminded me of those Maoist uh, struggle sessions. I don't know if you know about them. A bunch of people accused you of your errors, and you had to stand there and take it, <laughs> and you're expected to confess all your shortcomings. This is what it sounds like to me. So what would you do if you were recruiting for a company that was described like this? You know, I read a story by an engineering manager at Amazon named Nick, I don't know how to say his last name, Siuboteriu, sounds Romanian to me. Anyway, he denied everything, everything that was in the New York Times story. Not 100%, though. He said he thinks it used to be like that, but he's been there 18 months, and it's just paradise, right? Everything was good. So I imagine that a lot of Amazon recruiters are going to be sending out links to testimonials like that for the next few months. You know, there's a guy, final note, there's a guy here in the recruiter sphere who we, we know. I kind of know him. Anyway, he used to be a, a senior recruiting manager there at Amazon, maybe about 10 years ago. And he said when he was there, it was very intense and he learned a lot. But the culture is definitely not for everyone. And the article says that when Jeff Bezos, the CEO, or Bezos, I don't know how to say his name, when he did the hiring himself, he used to tell people, it's not 
easy to work here. And I have to admit, that reminded me of a certain radio show I've heard of. And Jerry, Jerry, what show is that? The Recruiting Animal Of our, our guest, just before we, I got a little question for you, Jer. But first, I want to check: is can my guest hear me? Can we hear the guest? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. You Thank you. Me? We'll all introduce you in a minute. That just okay. takes a big, uh, big okay. load off me, Jerry. You know, our guest today, the guy who just talked, is Alan yeah. Fleur. Yeah, F L F L U H R E R. Kind of like Fuhrer, unfortunately. <laughs> anyway, but I want to say something. I want to say something uh, on his LinkedIn page, on Alan's LinkedIn page, Garrett Chan said that he met Alan in, I quote, an exclusive private Facebook group for experienced recruiters. That kind of, sounds kind of mysterious, doesn't it? But that right, must the be. kind of group I'd like to be a part of. That's your group. It's <laughs> got to be. <laughs> what? Yeah. And so well, I'll give you a plug. Okay. It's the okay. award winning. On Facebook, recruiters who actually make placements run by Jerry Albright, right? That is correct. Though I don't actually run it, I'm just there to help. Yeah, I heard you saying that yesterday to Jennifer Bowen. Okay, yeah. Okay, you're so modest. Okay, Alan Floor, the guest. Welcome to the show again. We have a little difference about the song we're going to sing. Yesterday, Amy Alla did a wonderful webinar uh for recruiting blogs i think it, they were the sponsors anyway people are still doing uh, webinars what'd you say people are doing webinars still it was it was oh, very good it's, it's just big money stuff now i forgot uh yeah it is okay who anyway the guy that's making a hundred thousand bucks jim durbin uh, yes okay that anyway me, i had made a note on my planner get into webinars <laughs> yeah i did too uh, okay I never did. <laughs> yesterday can I finish, Jerry, please? Can I finish? Amy, can I finish? Amy Alice said Fine. that recruiting... Who am I? Who am I? Yeah, nobody. Oh, okay. You're oh, someone... Oh, I'll tell dude. you. You're someone who's going to get blocked in a second, okay? I don't remember Ross Perot. Can I finish? Can I finish? Can, can I finish? Can I finish? You're too old, Jerry. Okay, you're behind the times. Should be quoting Donald Trump now. Let me finish, okay? Yesterday, Amy Alice said that recruiting is like dating, okay? So today, Stephen O'Donnell said that making a placement is like making making love to a beautiful woman. And that suggested the song. But I'd already given Summer in the City to Alan. But I want the song to be When You're in Love with a Beautiful Woman by Dr. Hook. Alan, are you with me on that, okay? I'm with the animal. You know the I song? Know it's I, I got the lyrics up, but you're going to lose half your audience when I sing. That's okay, because we're not going to sing very long if, if Jerry lets us start, okay? So I'll go one, two, three, okay? One, two, three. When you're in love with a beautiful woman, oh, it's hard. 
it's hard when you're in love with a beautiful woman. Ah, you know it's hard. Oh, yes, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, come on now. Everybody wants her. Everybody loves her. Everybody wants to take your baby home. Yeah, that, that's like yeah. recruiting. You Like Amy said, once you get a candidate interested, I mean, you're interested in him or her, they start to get a swelled head, and they start looking around while you're, you know, in the hiring process with them. And all the other recruiters want to take your yeah. baby home. Okay, we'll leave that, <laughs> we'll leave that there. You, you can introduce yourself, but there's one question I got before you do. Are you a senior recruiter, like it says on your LinkedIn profile, or are you a director of recruiting, like it says on your Twitter profile? It's title versus experience, animal, pick one, doesn't really matter. Okay, so LinkedIn is where you want people to find you, so you're using a generic title, is that it? A bit. I've been a director, okay. I've been a manager, whatever, but I'm a senior 20-year recruiter, yes. Yeah, okay, okay, but it says on your LinkedIn profile, my LinkedIn profile reads clunky, but there's a good reason for that. You want to tell us the reason? When I was working, uh, when I was doing a search one time, I uh, met a guy who did search engine optimization, and although I don't always believe in it, he had a really good profile, and I thought that was a cute, snarky line that he had on his profile. And I, bought, I asked him to borrow it. He said, you yeah, feel free, and I think it's a cute line. And I, I actually get comments on it sometimes when I get invitations from smart people. Yeah, really. Yeah. Does anybody else think that's a smart thing to have in there? My, <laughs> my, my profile is clunky. I'm a recruiter, but I'm writing a clunky profile, but there's a, a secret reason for it? I don't know. Well, it caught my attention. But listen, this uh, Garrick Chan, he's a friend of the group, uh, you know, he said you used to just phone him up and give him advice. What kind of questions were you answering for him? Uh, he had some candidate issues or client issues or procedural issues. And Jerry's group. Okay, that's too vague. Okay, no, no, forget it. Here, here. What would you do? No, 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 I'm going on. What would you do if you were at Amazon right now? A recruiter at Amazon. Look for another job. Oh, really? Yeah. Seriously? From what I've heard in the group and groups and over the years, it's a very hard place to work. And, I mean, do you have, do you have, I'd like to ask you, Jerry's guy, do you have a voice? Can you get anything done? It seems like over the years, no one's been able to change the, the environment for the recruiters. So, you know, that's not the issue. You've got, hold on, you're working for a company that's got a, a huge article in the New York Times saying it's awful to work there. You're a recruiter. What do you do the next day? Anybody got a suggestion? I can just move on. I just threw that in at the last minute. Okay. Have you ever, recru have you ever recruited on Instagram? And don't say I'm stupid for asking the question. Katrina Kibben, she did a video on, uh, you know, recruiting on Instagram. So, I'm going to ask you, just yes or no? No, I haven't. Okay, you claim you're a social recruiting rock star on your Twitter profile, okay? And you haven't recruited on Instagram? Shame on you, okay? <laughs> now, you let, immediately lost all my respect. Okay, next, <laughs> next, next question. Okay, I'm not doing too well, so but this one will be okay. Okay, last week, Sarah Brennan, 
told us that she goes into many name brand companies where the recruiters don't even know what sourcing is. They think it's sorting resumes that that the applicants send in. Is this picture true? Do you have any insights? You say you've been a third-party recruiter and a corporate recruiter. Are corporate recruiters that ignorant? The 90% that are useless, yes. Because they're never trained, they're never taught, they're never shown how to truly source. And unfortunately, post and pray and go through who's applied, they consider sourcing and they don't know how to hunt and find and get a network and pick up the phone and do the work. Are you calling 90% of corporate recruiters useless or 90% of all recruiters useless? Great clarifying well, question. Great. It is. I would say corporate 90, external 80, and the good ones are all here. Uh-huh. Okay, you just hired. I noticed on your Twitter uh, profile you were or, or stream, you were looking for a recruiter back in February yourself. Did you hire somebody? Yes. Okay, uh, you want to tell us how you judge the recruiter, what, what your standards were? Do they come to mind right away? I don't want you to have to think about them. No, they come to mind, and uh, we it, basically it's a phone call first to see if they get it, what sourcing and what true recruiting is and be on post and pray and then bring them in, have a meet with me, my, my boss, and then a couple of other people recruiting recruiters, recruiting recruiters is one of the hardest things to do. So I also step back and have them talk with two other people to see if they get the, the high level work of, do they have the personality and the character and the intelligence to get what the job's about? In That's the a nice vague answer. Our- you know, I didn't ask no, you what the process okay. was. Oh. What? Okay. Yes, I What's identified him. Well, yes. yeah. What were I the remember. standards? What were the standards? What was the checklist? What were you looking oh. for? Walk me through how would you go find person X. Walk me through how you would deal with this situation. Walk me through a manager who didn't want to pay market rates. Walk me through a candidate who reneged on what they said their salary was going to be. Mm-hmm. Just those three questions. No, there's a whole bunch more depending upon... Give me some. I want to hear them. I want to hear them. I want to hear them. Tell me how you would go find this type of an architect. No, what kind of an architect? What kind of... No, no, don't say this This kind. This kind. He just said. What's this kind mean? Okay, I'll give you one. How would you go find an architect that builds hotels, that designs casinos? Uh-huh. And I would wait for their answer, and especially if they didn't know, at least I want to see their thought process about how they would go, sure, LinkedIn and all the other online stuff, fine, but then I want to hear, I'd get on the phone, I'd call up the hotels and ask them, who built your last hotel? I, I, want, to hear, I want to hear a thought process for beyond just, oh, I'd go to LinkedIn. That's fine, uh-huh. but hey, what's your next step? I got a question. Who would you call at a hotel to find out who built their last hotel? I'm not going to get hired by you, obviously. I don't know. Who would you call there to find out? Director of real estate, director of development, off the Uh top. Uh Maintenance. Maintenance would know? Sure, man. Hey, who built this hotel? Maintenance could refer me to the person. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, let's go back to... By the way, you're coming... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. By the way, what? The person who would make that call? You mentioned what, what what creates a... a good versus a non-good recruiter, 
you call the maintenance person, then they give you the senior person, the development person, you get on the phone and call them. And while you're asking them for potential people they know about, you also strengthen that relationship to see if your existing company might do business with Hilton, Hyatt, who at Montage, whoever. That's true. How do you do that? We help you have a good, pleasant, professional conversation and represent yourself and your company professionally, and they have a good experience with you, and they realize you're not going to poach directly from them, that helps build the relationship. And what a lot of companies don't realize is that recruiters can, on occasion, bring business in the door. Okay. Hold on. How, how can they know that you're not going to poach from them? You're asking them for sources. And... If I'm asking if I'm asking the head of Hilton for referrals and sources, there's an implicit either they'll ask me flat out, they do me a favor, can you not go after my people? Or B, I'll let them know, look, I'm looking for people outside of Hilton. Plus you're showing uh-huh. them how you work. Uh huh. Yeah, what know, kind of recruiter says I what kind of recruiter says I'm not going after your people? Is Ari Waller on the line? said he was going to uh, listen live. He had an article this week on LinkedIn, and he said, when you talk to a recruiter and you're a candidate, you, uh, you should tell them right out, straight-faced, that I'm not going to go around your back to, to, your, to, your, to your clients. So, I mean, you have to come out and say to the guy, look, I want your business, and if you give me it, I'm not going to recruit from your company, because that's essentially what you're saying. Will you say that directly to somebody? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. How do you say that professionally? How do you do it? I mean, I, animal, you, I, know, you said you I turn really it into business. Animal. How do you turn? How do you turn a a call for a referral into business? You said, "Well, I sound like a good oh, guy right. on the phone." That's nothing. I got people listening to this show, and they want to know step by step. Okay, go ahead. So I get off the phone with a high, I'm talking with a high-end development manager at a hotel. We're talking. He gives me two names, external. I said, you know, by the way, Dan, just to let, by the way, Animal, just to let you know, I'm not going to go after any of the people in your company. This has been a pleasure getting to meet with you. By the way, do we do business with you? Do we design any of your hotels? No, no, you haven't. We've had some conversations. I said, well, hey, can I, do you mind if I let Jerry know that we had this conversation? No, 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 go ahead. I walk over to Jerry and I say, hey, Jerry, I just talked to Animal over at, over at uh, the whatever, and uh, you want to give him a call, I just, et cetera. That helps build that relationship. Jerry calls him, and maybe they take a meeting, and maybe we get the business to design their hotel. Uh-huh. Okay, that's not bad. It's at least concrete. You know, it's a... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now coming back to these internal. Finally, thank you, Al. Took a little work, like a dentist, but I, I got it out of you. Names in it too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. All right. Right. Okay. We're making money. What? We're building hotels now, man. Okay. Right. What's the difference with these? You know, I have to tell you, Tim Sackett, who's famous in the recruiting field, he agrees with you that most of these internal recruiters are stupid. He says they're stupid, not ignorant. He says stupid. So. uh, What's the difference, though, between an intermediate and a senior internal recruiter? I think it's the ability to take, can you take the next think out of the box 
steps to go find candidates? Is it, or are you stuck, or have you learned how to go to associations, go to meetings, go to conferences, figure out who's related to who for, for a technical, uh, here's a technical one, Animal. If Jerry's looking for Cisco networking engineers and he's having a problem getting a hold of them directly, guess what? The next thing I would do is I, a senior recruiter would know to call the EMC storage engineers or the server engineers and ask them who do they know because they know the Cisco guys. An intermediate person may not know that. A senior recruiter would know how to connect those dots. Okay, so sourcing is, is really the key to the uh, – it sounds like that's the key to the level. Is that right? Or one of yeah, them? Yeah, and being, and, and being unafraid to pick up the phone. Okay. Now, you told me – this is a question you want to answer. What do internal recruiters think about third-party recruiters? Many internal recruiters, from my experience and observation, they find external third party to be a threat. They find them to be a whether they whether you like it or not. They see third party as a statement that they are failing, and that they need to do whatever they can to block those third party people and do it themselves. Even when they're overloaded, the way to break through that is number one: you need to find a good, intelligent recruiter internally and say, look, I'm here to work with you and help you. I'm going to work with the manager. I'm going to CC you on stuff, but I'm here to make your life easier. And I'm going to make you look good because you're working 50 requisitions and you can't possibly do that. Give me these five that you're having trouble with and I'll make you look great. And also the ROI, the return on investment for that will also be tremendous for the client. Okay, so you call up a third-party recruiter. Amy Al is waiting to come in on this, by the way. But you call up a third-party recruiter, and the mm-hmm. recruiter says, no, I don't use agencies, or I'm not interested, I'm working on it myself. And you say, wait a minute, pal, and then you deliver that line. Is that what you're telling me? I'm going to go to the manager first. I'm going to come to the recruiter second. I'm going to let the, well, the recruiting the manager. manager. Okay, the recruiter. The, no, 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 the, no, no, no. I'm going to the hiring manager. Oh, really? Okay, Amy. Amy. <laughs> yes. Amy, congratulations. Thank you. Okay, is that the way to do it? Go to the go to the hiring manager. You know, deliver this spiel that Alan just uh, gave, and uh, yeah. I don't. I don't hello? have a problem with recruiter. I don't have a problem with third-party recruiters going directly to the hiring manager. Hiring manager is the one that feels the pain, right? That's fine. But let me tell you this. You better be talking to somebody who has authorization to pay a fee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That if, How do you- if you're talking to a pissed-off manager who feels like he's not getting enough love for me for whatever reason, maybe he's not high enough in the totem pole to understand why he's not a priority, or maybe Excellent. he's just not getting the message. So he's mad. Um, recruiting's not doing anything for me. I'm not getting any help. Let me go you know, poke the third-party tree and come to find out that not only does he not have budget, he also doesn't have authorization. So you can have that conversation all day long, but you better be vetting it early. How do you find out? Why do you find out? Okay, animal. So you have authorization to pay a fee. I can send you this uh, fee agreement, and you'll be able to sign it, and your company will honor it. Oh no, that would have to be signed by my boss. Oh, okay. Well, let me talk to him. Don't waste your time with people who can't pay your fee. I thank you, Alan. You wanted to say something. No, she's right. I was agreeing with her. She said what I was about to say. So do you say it before you start making your pitch, or do you, when do you ask them if, hey, can you during, pay for this? You don't work on anything until you have a signed agreement. 
the, the Alejandro, we're making, he's selling the, he, first he's selling the search, okay? So first he's getting the person interested. Is, you know, does he get the guy interested by saying that spiel? You can't, I'll do, you know, I'm going to take this load off you. You know, I'm going to make you no, look no, good, no, blah, no, blah, no, blah, no. blah, you're, blah, blah. You're, you're confusing the conversation, Animal. First, we're talking about the, recru the internal recruiter. Now we're talking about the hiring manager. So if Alejandro is the hiring manager, I get a referral to him. He and I have a pleasant conversation, and within the first couple of parts of that, I'm going to say, by the way, Alejandro, look, love to help you. Just got to ask you, are you the person that I would send the agreement to? And Alejandro would say, no, you know, that's my boss. I said, great, when could, let me talk to him. Or if Alejandro says, yeah, you know what, I am. I said, great, would I just email it to you, and you can email it back before we get started, so we can get yeah, started. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You've got to qualify a sale before you actually sell anything, right? It's just like anything. Okay, well, you know what? No, you... By just saying, um, so when have you worked with third-party recruiters before? What was that like? What were the steps involved to get that approved? You don't have to come yeah. out and say, so do you have a budget? But you can ask the question in a way to get the answer without putting them on the spot or making them yeah. feel um, like they're yeah. not an important part of the process. Yeah. yeah, I'm confusing the conversation. Okay, I can read, okay? Now, the, the thing is, hold on. The thing is, would you use that pitch? On, I, you're, you're different because you used to be a third-party recruiter. You're sympathetic to third-party recruiters. But he used a pretty aggressive pitch on that third-party recruiter. Would you respond to that one? Would you think that would be good? I'll give Amy. you an example. Amy, oh. I just want her feedback on your, on your pitch. So was the pitch was that you're going to make me look good and solve my problems? I'm the hiring manager? No, no, you're the rec Okay. What's okay, the I am confused now. Me. You want to do it on or <laughs> you want to move on? <laughs> yeah, that's me, right. Okay. Do you want to do this, Alan, or move on to the next question? Let's move on. This is an exciting conversation, Animal. Let's keep going. What's the next one? Well, you're bogging well, down. I'm, 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 you're bogging down. Am I bogging down, bogged. Jerry? Yeah, yeah, Jerry's still sleeping. He's my, not my sleeping yet. Drift. Okay, deep briefing the candidate. I don't think we've ever talked about this. I listed six questions that I got from somebody else about how he or she debriefs the candidate, and I want to run them by Alan. Okay, he says the first one. Now you've interviewed. What's your standing of what uh, understanding of what they need? Is that a good first debriefing question? I think. I think it's yes. I think. It, I think it's a good question now because. A lot of internal, I'll tell you, a lot of the bad internal recruiters never debrief candidates. You'd be shocked. And this is debriefing candidates not only is great for you, it's great for adding value to your client because you're going to, you may end up learning more about the client than the internal recruiters know. So number one is a good question. Um, you told me the major, number two, you told me that the major factor in making a decision was X, Y, and Z. Now that you've interviewed, can you tell me if you saw what you're looking for? Again, that's good. That tells you, one, is the candidate, do they feel it's a good fit? Do you think it's a good candidate? It also helps clarify, is the, are the interviewers at your client, are they asking the right questions? A lot of managers interview horribly, and they don't communicate what the, what the job really entails. So that's a good question. How did you feel about the manager? Another good question. At your current company, you're not satisfied with X, Y, Z. Do you see an improvement? I'm assuming here being in the interview, that's an initial question. I think it's a little pre. I mean, it's it's a good question. I think it might be a little premature. The second interview, if there is one, would clarify that a little bit more. Can you give me an under your understanding of the people you would be working with? 
might be a good question, but that would only matter if the people in the interview would be the people you'd be working with, and it wasn't just an HR interview. And the last one, how would this company's location work for you? That's a legitimate question that you should probably answer on the phone screen. Okay. Are there any others? Well, you know, but once they go out there, it's, it's uh, at least they've done it already. Any other questions that you use yeah, when you're debriefing? You... Oh, yeah. I got Baby, one. go ahead. Then I'll then I will. I think, go ahead. I think you need to. I think you need to ask if there's anything unexpected that came up or anything that seemed to clash with what we've already told you about the company. We set this expectation because we do a um, an interview prep as well ahead of time, right? So they go. What we say, you're yep. going to expect these things, or this is what the process is going to be. If they go out there and it's a completely different job, or the people are nothing like what we'd explain, or the environment's totally different, I think we need to know that too. Uh-huh. I know Alan does this because we've talked about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there's anything a couple else? of other basics. Yeah, I think there's some basics you should always ask, and this is going to sound trite, but it really is interesting. Were all the interviewers on time? If they weren't, how long were they how long how late were they? B, did it look like they read the resume? C, did, and this is going to sound stupid, did they validate your parking? And these sound like stupid questions potentially, but here's the thing. I've noticed that in companies that are truly busy and need to hire and have a culture of people are important, they'll be on time, they'll read the resume. Um, if they're just if they're if they're full of themselves, but we're IBM, but we're fill in the blank. They're well, you know, hey, I'm sorry, I was busy, I'm a little late, I'm really sorry about that. Oh yeah, well it's a candidate. They'll they'll operate on our time schedule. No, candidates have options today. And if you're late, you're sending a message. You client companies need to understand that they have this invisible bank account of we'll say goodwill if you're on time, if you've read the resume, if you have intelligent questions, if it's a good experience, you're building that bank account up for that candidate and their experience. If you're late to the interview, if you're sitting there going, oh, your name's Animal, Animal, Jerry, oh, Amy, Amy, your name's Amy, yeah, and you work at, at, at Mighty Dog, My, no, Microsoft, yeah, yeah, yeah. What does the candidate think? They're thinking, they didn't read my resume, they don't know who the hell I am, what the hell, why did I, why did I waste a blown, a fake doctor's appointment to come here? Okay, so let me ask you a question. What if you, you know, you asked this like our number two question. You told me the major factor in, in making a decision about our next job was X, Y, Z. Now you've interviewed. Can you tell me if you saw what you were looking for here? So he says, well, we didn't even discuss it. I mean, and you presumably sent notes in advance with the candidate to the hiring manager. This is what this guy's looking for. So would you say, well, why are you an idiot? You didn't bring it up yourself? Or would you coach a candidate to make sure to bring this up? Let's say it wasn't discussed. How would you go back? Would you, would you go, how would you go back to the company? What would you do? Say, you got to bring this guy in a second time. Make sure you hit on this topic. What if they were late? What if they didn't know the guy's name. What if they didn't validate the parking? What would you do if the candidate came back like that and was kind of demoralized? We'd walk, we'd walk it through with the company. We'd say, by the way, do you know that Animal was on time, but, but Alan was late? Did you know that they didn't validate the parking? Did you know that, he, that, 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 that Amy, the candidate, has no, really has no idea beyond the job description what you guys are actually doing? The manager was talking about his schnauzer and fighting with his spouse for half of the, half the meeting. So, I mean, are you guys really looking to hire or can do you guys – it tells – it also gives me an indication that the company doesn't – its people don't know how to interview. I've had to create interview trainings after sitting in on interviews because you're sitting there going, not only are they asking questions they shouldn't – they legally shouldn't be asking, but at the end you're looking at it going, 
why do you like this person? Because we both have pink schnauzers. Did you ask them anything about coding software or or architecting a building? No, we both have pink schnauzers. I love this. I love this. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a second. Hold on. Can it be that bad for real? Yes. Yes. Okay. Anybody else want to comment? Alejandro, you still on the line? Do you do any, uh, ask any debriefing kind of? I was just about to set up a tweet. I demand them calling me from the lobby post interview if possible. I don't want things overlooked. I want as much detail as possible before I speak to the client so I know what's going on on both sides. Sometimes it just helps to disambiguate sticking points. Maybe the the candidate's worried they didn't relay a piece of information properly. How am I going to be their advocate if I don't know what went down? Uh But are there any... Oh, good. Are there any questions, Alejandro, that you ask that we haven't discussed here? Because I don't think we've really ever discussed this on the show before. I I think one of the best questions you can always ask is, is there anything that you need to tell me that I didn't ask you about? You know, so sometimes you'll get uh, a response you totally weren't looking for. They'll give you a piece of critical information that you had no idea was coming. Okay, I just want to say something. Matt Siami went out of his way to tell me he doesn't only listen to the show for you and Jerry, okay? I just want you to know that, because that's what he said before. He only only listens for you you and Jerry. Okay, Jerry. It's a very big part of the show. Yeah, Jerry, (laughs) Jerry, any questions that we missed for debriefing? No. Did you, anything that that was talked about that you thought was stupid? Uh, stupid is a strong word, and I don't want to sound like Donald Trump. Okay. Oh! Okay, but what would you not uh, ask? Trump that uses that word a lot. Not, he, I don't know. Trump is our next president. Maybe. <laughs> okay, go no, ahead. Yeah, right it, to me. Uh, good, I mean, good feedback. You, 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 you got nothing else to say. Most questions kind of lead to a whole bunch of other information. As long as you have a structured approach to your feedback, I think you're good to go. Jerry, have you ever been shocked uh, by the feedback from a, a candidate? Uh, if I say yeah, then you're going to demand specifics, and I'm not going to have any. But of course, I have. I, I've been sending people to interviews for nearly 30 years. There's been uh-huh. some weird stuff that's happened. Uh-huh. I've had Amy, a few minutes to reflect, but yeah, of course. Uh, Amy, ever been shocked? Of course, people are involved. Okay. Something crazy is always going to happen. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Alan already told us about the, the pink uh, schnauzers or whatever. That I'll move on. Okay, so now uh, uh, this guy, Casey Donovan, listed his key four key questions. I don't know if this is boring. I, I can move on. But you guys, Casey Donovan, four key questions. He's a corporate recruiter. So it's not like a headhunter went out and well, you know, found something. Here's one of my favorite and most important questions, at least from the perspective that I'm going with. What makes you feel this is the right career move for you? Yeah. Good. Is that after the interview? Yeah. How in the hell would they know before the interview? Okay. You know, because that's gonna that's gonna tell you if they're actually picturing themselves in the job. And this is from a third party recruiter's perspective. In that, yeah, you know, I'm hoping that everybody goes to an interview, wants the job, and gets an offer and takes it. I mean, let's sure. Start. Okay. Let me turn the table, sir. Or, or you could ask, you know, on a one to five scale, were you excited before? Where were you at? Where are you at now? You know, after the interview. Either way, you want to understand if you're getting closer to the finish line. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, let me turn the table. So we got a new fan. I think he says sounds like a fan. Anyway, his name's Ari Waller, and uh, he tells 
candidates how they should uh, grill recruiters. And oh, geez, I forgot. For what did Jerry? What Jerry? What was the question you just asked uh, about the career? Is this is this is this something uh, your career move? What was the question? No, you just said? I don't ask. Is it? I hate the yes or no crap, dude. What, what did you just with... say? What did you just what, say? What makes this the right career move? Okay, and he says to the he says you should be asked the candidate should be asking a recruiter why do you think this is a good career move for me? Nah, is that a question? No, the hell no. How, how would I know? <laughs> Alan, Alan Fleur. Seriously, we sit here and we pretend like it we know what when people need to do next. Question. Are you kidding me? They know. They went to the interview. I didn't. I wasn't. In no, no. I wasn't part of the discussion. I don't know what I'm. I don't know what you're looking for beyond just a few notes that I've made here on your resume. I, I wish recruiters would stop pretending that we're that we're this. Uh, don't get. No, but Ari. Oh, Ari oh, says. Is that, a take, is that a take on the why did you call me in the first place question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you ought to know. Is that the right job for me? Yeah. Say, yeah, it sure is. You start Monday. <laughs> no, there's a lot There's a lot of articles that say if you're dealing with a good recruiter, yeah. that you should the recruiter should be able to tell you why you should even consider this as your next move. I could only tell somebody in as much as the new things they might be learning, I could tell them that yeah, I'm seeing more and more companies implementing that or being a key skill that people need to have. I can tell you about trends and what, what companies are hiring, what skills they need, and whether this person is going to learn that. Now, whether they got along with the manager or they're going to fit in and be a part of the bowling team and love the Christmas parties because it's like a – who knows? How would I know? Mm, Alan, Alan Fleur, if if you call if you call me up, you're you're a headhunter or intern or whatever, and you call me up and you say I want to tell you about this position. I say okay, you know, take a few minutes, tell me. Then you tell me, is it right for me to ask you? Why do you think this is a good move for me? Is it right for me to ask you this? No, no, the candidate. I'm the candidate. You're the recruiter. Okay. After you make a presentation, is it fair for me to say? And is it important for me to say, uh, Alan? Why do you think this is a good move for me? I think it's, yes. It's, yes, it's a valid question for you to ask, but I had better have listened to you instead of just talking to you for the whole time. So Jerry said, you, you know, Jerry, you understand Jerry just said it's not a valid question, right? Oh, I it's didn't a, say it depends on when it's delivered. Uh, how in the world is Alan going to know after talking to you for 20 minutes yeah. whether, whether a whole change in where you work, what you do, who you work for, what your pay is, how far you drive, how would he know? And to presume to think if that he, he would asked know that. is absurd. No, no, no. Yeah. If you ask so what's like, important oh, in your is... career, what are you looking to do? Right. You know, what, uh, what, yeah. where do you see yourself uh, going? Yeah. I want to work that. at a company that, that right. invests in their education if, of their employees, and I want a good culture. If that's blah, 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 yeah, that's the answers you're and, getting, and what I guess. It is, is, this is, goes back to what you quoted, Amy. This is dating. So this is the first conversation. Then are we going to have coffee? Are we going to date? Go to the interview? Are we going to get serious? Get engaged? Are we going to walk down the aisle? Get right. hired? It's, and the question that Animal thinks that he should be able to ask you, the recruiter, is, should I marry this lady? Before he was <laughs> even dated. Yeah. That the demonstrates the absurdity right. of the question. Right. When Alan's just proposing, hey, I, kn I know this chick. I mean, I know you haven't had a date in nearly 30 years, so hey. 
Amy, you still around? <laughs> Amy, are you still there? I'm still here. I'm okay. Here. So, so you told us yesterday how to engage these technical mm -hmm. candidates. Uh -huh. You call up the candidate, you, and at some point you're going to tell him or her, they all seem to be hymns, about this uh, position. Okay, is it fair for the candidate to ask you, Amy, do you think this is a good career move for me, or why did you call me about it? If I didn't think this was a good career move, I wouldn't be recruiting for this position. So you're saying it's a good career move then for anybody? I think for the person who's looking for the things that we offer, it's an excellent career move. Are you that person? Do these things I matter to you? But Amy, and then animals the saying that, back to the candidate. Animals saying that that should happen on the first call. And if I get no, that Amy's question on the first call, my question is then going to be, hey, here's what we have to offer. Here's why I think this is a great career move, but it's only going to be great for you specifically if you want these things. Do you? After okay. you've talked three or four times and you've had them go to maybe a couple different interviews and you've, you've come to understand why one job didn't, didn't fit the bill, I mean, the more you learn, the more you know. The more you know, the more you can advise. Ooh, I just thought you were asking like a, on exactly. the first question. Yeah. This no. is a great career move because you've only ever coded in Java, and if you come here, yeah. you're going to learn C-sharp among others. You're going to have more tools in your toolbox. It's a good career move. This is a good career move because you're at another competitor, and you're killing yourself 90 hours a week, and over here, um, you're not going to do that. It's a good career move. This is a good career move because you grew up in Seattle, and now you're living in Boston, and you want to come back. It's a good career move. It depends on what I know about the candidate. Only they can answer that. Only they what can tell me. What if he's single and he just is looking? to meet chicks and you've got a job in a hospital where there's hot nurses in and out all day long see sign them up sign them up it's a great career move <laughs> okay okay next question next question we're going back to these four questions anybody any, anybody on the line who hasn't talked yet who would like to say something i mean we got a great panel here today but he anybody next he's on week, the line i just got a major job a okay is this Ari? Eric Gold, you can call me whatever. You know what? He made me famous. So I'm, I'm, I'm very. Uh, I'm very I can't famous. hear you. Can anyone hear him? Can you hear me? I'm off speakerphone. What? Get off speakerphone. That's right. Get off speakerphone. I'm off speakerphone. Can you hear me now? Who is it? Yeah. This is Ari. Ari. Ari Gold. Ari. Ari. Yeah. <laughs> Ari. I'll take. It. I'll take it. Well, I, I appreciate the reference That's to the article. It was. It was actually in reference to um, an article that was written for software engineers who were getting so many generic emails that it was their encouragement to ask recruiters questions to verify whether they'd want to work with them or not. So that's, that was more of the context. So you're right. You couldn't just call somebody blind, but if you write somebody a note and says, I have the perfect job for you, it's this, this, and this, you should be able to answer that question and at least speak intelligently on why you made initial contact in the first place. Okay, but you don't call up and say, I've got the perfect job for you. That's a no-no. Is that right? That's uh, You know, unless, I'm, unless, unless, you're just, unless, it's just, unless you're just stupid. I mean, I suppose. You don't know anything about this individual. It's a cold call. Okay. However, okay. yeah. Okay. okay. I can barely hear you. I can, I'm sorry. I can barely hear you. Uh, and I billed you just a few minutes ago as a new fan no. of the show. Okay? I'm Are you going to tell me that you're only calling to listen to Jerry and Alejandro as well? Like Matt Siami from Miami, okay. Yeah, but I want to hear you. But call on a decent phone. Are you on a cell phone? 
I am. Okay, there you go. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm moving on. every rule. I love it. <laughs> okay, so here's the four questions. Here's the, 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 four, the four questions from Casey O'Donovan. From, for a corporate recruiter, that's all you got to ask a candidate. Number one, why are you looking and how long have you been looking for? Number two, why do you want to work for us? Number three, what do they, uh, they want to do more of than they're doing now? And number four, what are they earning? Do those sound like okay. questions are going to cover the whole territory, Alan? No. Nope. Nope, they don't. No. They're a good start, though. I mean, I like them. Yeah, they are a good I, start. I don't yeah, like they're good questions for applicants. I don't like yeah. why do you want to work for me. Yeah, really. Especially when you're recruiting them. I wasn't looking. You called me. What kind of question is exactly. that? Oh, no, no, but I, didn't I say it's not for headhunters? This is for corporate recruiters, when, for applicants. Oh, asking oh I'm applicants. sorry. You're, you're right. I'm but, prohibited but from the headhunting because that's I am right. paying by a corporation. Um, My bad. That's right, Amy. I'm so sorry. If I'm calling, yeah, we're not allowed to source in corporate America, Animal. We have to wait for the candidates to call us so we can ask them this question. But if uh -huh. we call, if you're... If you reach out to a candidate, question one doesn't isn't isn't applicable. Question two, yeah, not really. Question three, what do they want to do more of? That's kind of a sub question after you get to talk to them a little bit. What are they earning? By the end of the first or the second phone call, you better have an idea. So number one, it depends if they're an applicant. Question two, not really applicable. You sometimes question three and four, they're okay. Okay, so you guys want to answer questions for headhunters. Let's skip that. Let's skip that. That doesn't, it's not valid anymore. Okay, how to compete against big name brands. You wanted to answer this question. Go ahead. Have you ever, I think you, you have, if you're competing against Microsoft, if you're competing against other majors, you have to be candid. You have to, you have to sell what you actually have to present to a candidate. You have to sell some. You have to present them candidly. Why is your company good to be at? Are you using some other bleeding edge technology? Is it really truthfully a good a good environment to work at? Do you learn, or is this the case where this is a good place to be for your next step? Most of our people last two to three years, and then they get hired by Microsoft. Okay, you know what? Okay, you're you're do you're talking around the question. No, here's the answer to that question. Okay, here's the answer to that question. I I sent it to you, and you're not even delivering it back to me. Okay, next week, animal is going to be his own guest. <laughs> uh, I think he'd be pretty good. Yeah, here's the answer to that question. I actually gave it to him. Here's the thing. You you have to. So tell them, look, don't look at the company name like Microsoft. Microsoft and Google uh, and Facebook, they've got crappy jobs, grunt work, as uh, Mike Church says. They've got crappy jobs in there, too, and you don't want to land in one of them. And they're going to take, they can take the best people. Are you one of the top people in the world? That's who's going to get the good jobs at those companies. You want a, a good job, and you're not, and you're not at the, one of the top guys. Wow. Come here, we can give you a lot of opportunity. Hey, okay, you're so, not good hey, enough for Microsoft, so come here. That's what you just yeah. said. Hey, yeah, Amy, you know you're, you're an average person. That answer is crap. Hey, Amy, you're average. Can we talk about our company instead of you going to IBM? <laughs> well, actually, if you look at my current employer, I clearly am the top of the top working in a crappy you're, job. That's what I got out of, of that. Media, you're the top you know, of the, the funny thing is, I, many of us are 
from time to time recruiting for a company that really isn't just the greatest. Yes. You know, the job kind of sucks. So what's every the company? Every company has something, and it's just it's just like buying a home for yourself. It's you need to figure out, do you need two or three bedrooms? Does the company have two or three bedrooms? Is it what you need at the moment? Will it help you elevate yourself? Sometimes ca- technical candidates are one, two, or three versions old in their tech skills. They're going to go to Jerry's company because they're using latest and greatest. Is it the best company in the world? No, but it's some good people, and they're using – and this person's going to be up to speed on all the technology in six to nine months, and then – he can go from there. But for right now, for the next step, it's a good step. It makes sense. It depends. Hey, I, I just got a message. I don't know if he wants wants me to tell you, but it says, tell Alan that the Twitter profile on his LinkedIn profile goes to a teenager in North Dakota named Boobalove. I don't know what he really? means by that. Yeah, but I'm Thank getting all caught. You'll have to look. Booby love. Sorry, not booble. <laughs> Booby. <laughs> you have to look at that after. Thanks. I won't say. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to, to say who it gave. Okay, I want to move on. I don't like this question anymore. I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna research that. I'm, I'm going to confirm it. Yeah, okay. But Please the point was, the point was, Michael Church is a smart guy. You can look him up on Twitter and Quora. And now he says. Our first level uh, connections. Yeah, if you're coming, if you're coming, if you're coming out of school and you're not coming out of Stanford, you're not going to get one of the elite jobs at Facebook. Forget about it. Therefore, go somewhere else. And then a recruiter could use that argument as well. It sounds condescending, but it makes sense to me. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, social media recruiting. You're wrong. Thank you. You're wrong. Thank you. It's okay. Okay. Just be wrong in your wrongness. You know what? I don't even see. Hold on. I don't even see that Alan's. Twitter profile is on his LinkedIn page. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Oh, listen, okay, let's leave that till later. The show's almost over. Just let's. I've been going pretty good so far. LinkedIn Recruiter, you want to tell us if it's worth it or not, right? LinkedIn Recruiter is the big dog on the street right now. It, it is a tool. It's a good tool. What I would say is learn how to use it for use. Learn how to use the tool if you've got access to it. Here's a couple of quick hints um, told to me by LinkedIn trainers. If a person in their profile is a member of a jobs or a careers group and they are not a recruiter or an HR person, LinkedIn's analytics say there is an 80% chance that that person is looking, is open to a new opportunity, whether they know it or not. I have done this when you do searches on LinkedIn and then start separating it by jobs and careers groups, you get some good results. Number two. Hold on, on, on number one though. Do you think people, after they find their new job, which was the stimulus or impetus for them to join the jobs group, do you think then down the road they unjoin the group, or are they still mm-hmm. laying around in there like a bunch of dead wood? There's two. There's two aspects to that. One, you're right. Sometimes they don't unjoin. Many do unjoin. But the other thing that LinkedIn mentioned, and this was mentioned during a high-level training. And when I called back to verify, they denied it because the, the trainer slipped by telling me. Also, you, they said the best, one of the best opportunities to get a person is within the first one to three months of taking a new job in case it just was completely opposite what they were presented with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, here's another quick little hint, and, I can, and I'll get 
I'll figure out a way to get somebody the link, or I'll get it to you, Anna, when you pass it out. Somebody put out a Google custom search engine that pings against LinkedIn. LinkedIn has its own search engine, and it does an okay job. But if you use this Google custom search engine that pings on LinkedIn, you get a lot of repeats on the same search, but you also get a good number of people that didn't show up on the LinkedIn search. It's, it's, it can be pretty helpful. Okay, anything else? We want to move on. Let's move on. Okay, you wanted to talk about, because we're almost done, you, you wanted to say something about social recruiting. That, you know, uh, I sent you some notes. A woman named Catherine yeah. Moody says corporate recruiters don't have time for social recruiting. And if you want to get faster fills, spend your time on something else than social media. Do you agree with that? I think if they get too long, no, I don't agree with it. I think it needs to be a component of the tools they use. I think social media is a good place to, number one, listen to things if you aggregate it through, say, a Hootsuite or something like that. And number two, I think it is a good way in, I'm sorry, but to all, to all you youngins out there that don't remember the days before the Internet, one of the hardest things to do was to build your initial candidate target list of skilled people. Social media lets you build your raw niche skill set and then reach out to them on the phone, on email, in other ways. It's, but Alan, go ahead. That was the second time you said reach out. The, the first time... We didn't say yep. anything. That's the second time. Animal. Thanks, you, Jerry. I thank you. I, I thought you were going to attack him just for endorsing no, media. I, I'm I'm watching from all angles, dude. Alejandro, you want to talk? Alejandro, do you have something to say? Somebody said something. Okay, Alan. Alan. Alan, what platforms are you recommending? Link, um, I'm on, on my Hootsuite. I monitor LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. I, I, I love Jerry's group. Jerry's group is a great source. What group is that? Um, recruiters who actually recruiters make placements. Actually make placements. Closed group only for recruiters yeah. who actually Okay, make are you recruiting recruiters? Is that what you're, no, no, you're, no, you're putting no, a list of? No, but if I need help, I can ask the group and I'll mm. get it. Okay, and uh, I you know what? You're confusing me. It's yeah, a lousy question. Yeah. Does anybody have a question for Alan before I uh, move on? Okay. No, what about there's no, no after show today. I have to I have to go uh, meet my account. Okay, we got a few minutes. Uh, 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 my Chris Dunn wrote an article. He says you have to hire people who work hard. He should work at Amazon. Work life balance. He says is very nice, but he doesn't really think it am amounts to so much. I'm, you I can't hear me. That. I'm on a hard line too. Can anybody hear me? Can I get some feedback? I can hear. I can hear I can you. Hear you. you sound really good. I can hear you just fine. Sound really good. And I haven't moved. Okay. Go ahead, so, again. Okay. Well, if he anybody else can relay the question, Chris Dunn says, work-life balance, he kind of says it's a joke. You need people who are going to put in long hours and work really hard. He calls them work ethic animals. Okay? Now, how would you identify those people? Any good professional knows there's no 40-hour week. I just, oh, during the interview, you get to know how hard they work and what they do. But if somebody's putting in 80 hours a week and they're not being as productive as the 50-hour person, then they're just spinning their wheels and they're not being productive. Yeah. How do you find out? Do you ask them how many hours a week they work? You, you can ask. You can, yes, you can ask that. You can ask it in a couple of different ways. How long did it take you to do that? Or is it, are they a standard, good, solid, experienced professional that says, look, here's what I do. Here's how I do it. Look, I know there's many times we've got to put in extra hours for the client or the project and focus on a, on a goal. Great. Let's do it. 
But if they're just like, oh, yeah, I spent, I average 70 hours a week and I want to hire that person, I would actually be worried about that. Okay. Daniel Chait says reference checks are going to make a big difference here. Anybody want to address that before I move on? Okay. Ari Waller, we're back to him. He, he gave an example of what I think he thought was a bad voicemail. Here it is. It doesn't sound that bad to me. Hi, Bill. My name is Ryan from ABC Technology, and I have a copy of your resume. I have a great Ruby opportunity for you, so call me back. Is that bad? Can you rate that for me, Alan? I think it's amateur. Why? I'd, I'd, try, I'd do it differently. i go, hey, Amy, I, I was referred a copy of your resume, and it looks like there might, we might have some common ground. I'd love to get to know you a little bit more and see what you might be looking for. When would be a good time for us to talk this week? Uh-huh. Uh, to me, that's not much difference, okay? okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't think was, it's... Animal, okay. I have a question for Animal. I have a question for Animal. Yeah. When was the last time you were down in the dirt doing a full life cycle recruiting project? Hey, 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 that is an unfair question. Oh, my goodness. Next thing you know, you'll ask him, uh, when was the last time he actually talked to a real woman in person? It's not relevant here. Okay. Okay. Uh, hey, now, wait a minute. We wait got a four minute. minutes. Wait a minute. What? Uh, I'm, somebody sent me a screenshot of Alan's um, LinkedIn profile that is different from the one that I have. And I'm 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 looking at two different... LinkedIn profiles for Alan, right here. Uh -huh. Can you send me that second one? We're, we're connected here, and then... Uh, yeah, okay, let me move on. Let me move on. Oh, no, we may have found a flaw in the system, dude. Oh, there's no flaw. Oh, Jerry, don't tell me there's flaws in software, please. No, no, it sounds like there's two profiles. Somebody's got a mock one for you that goes to booby love, okay? I really, you know, I can end the show now, I guess. Anybody else got something to say? I, I, I You know what? I got some better questions than the ones I wasted some time on. I apologize, what, okay? What, what other questions do you have that are better? Give us some options. We'll pick one okay. out of your list. Don't take Lou has a away. I hate it when you do that. You signed okay, up for Lou an hour Adler. long show. We need an hour-long yeah. show. Yeah. Lou Adler, I'll just throw a few out to you. Lou Adler has a seminar today at 2 o'clock. It's good, how to be a more persuasive recruiter. What would you, if someone asked you to speak on that, that's, you know, what would you say? How do you be, you know, a more persuasive recruiter? Then there's that other, you know, oh, go ahead. Uh, we can stick with that. Amy, you got an answer? Or is it just too vague? Be yourself. Be authentic. We all act like this is some yeah. kind of, you know, polished professional. I have to put out this persona and I have to use these big corporate words. It's, it's ridiculous. You know, recruiting is timing. That's it. It's engaging with people. It's getting them to talk to you. And it's timing. You could be the best recruiter in the world with the best highest paying job in the world, talking to the best developer in the world. But if the timing is off, it's not going to happen. So we've got to stop fooling ourselves that we have some kind of magic formula that's going to make placements happen. It doesn't. It's crap. Just be yourself. No. Do a good job and be real with people. You'll make placements as, as a result of that. Grind it out. Okay. Also, would I, I, Amy, would you agree I'd also add learn how to listen better and better and better? Yes. And comprehend. Okay. Okay. And the last question then. Chris Dunn, I've been reading his blog. He says only losers submit one candidate at a time. He says if you submit candidates as you find them one at a time, the hiring manager is going to think, 
that there's still candidates out there that you haven't got to yet. So save them up, send in three candidates. The hiring manager is going to get yeah. the impression that you surveyed the market is going to be ready to move to the interviews uh, yeah. more quickly. Save them. Oh my God. I, I am not, I'm the best recruiter, but I work in a crappy position and I'm a big loser because I send candidates one at a time. This is what I've learned today on the show. Yeah. Save okay. them up for a couple of weeks. And then when you yeah. finally hit the send button, <laughs> then you get the HR saying, uh, Amy sent a resume in last Tuesday. Oh, and no, then no, you're no, like, no, hey, hey, hey. And then, you're, and then you're on my Facebook group saying, uh, what do you do when you talk to the candidate first, but then you finally send the resume? That. Or even better, even better, you save them up, send three. They want to interview all three, and you find that the first two that you've been waiting on have already taken jobs because you didn't move They're gone. enough. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you guys. Yeah. Out. Alan Floor, A L A N F L U H R E R. That's that's his Twitter. Alan Floor. address. Come on, right now. I'm going to send you this picture that I just got from an anonymous. Oh, you want to give your you want to give your email address? Why not? A Floor at Gmail. Oh, I could have guessed that or researched it. Alan Floor. Everybody on the panel, thank you! Yeah! 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 Yeah!